All right, Matt. So despite your your numerous petitions and polls and protests to make sure this didn't go through, it seems like Microsoft is finally easing up on their exclusivity. I know how much you are a fan of exclusive titles on consoles. I just can't get enough of exclusives. Making yeah. so making sure that not everyone can play video games is right up my alley. Well, you know, it's because you you make all your YouTube money. You can afford a PlayStation <laughs> yes, Five. Yes, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Twitch. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> your influencer money, right? <laughs> Sorry, he gets upset when I don't call him an influencer. He's like, "Excuse me." Gross. Gross. Uh, Please don't. <clears throat> yeah. So you've got all the platforms. So what does it matter to you? You know, played on the best platform possible. Uh, but despite your protests, Microsoft seems. Like, they might actually be porting some of their exclusives to not only the PlayStation 5, but the Switch as well. They're kind of backing up. Could this be an end to the console wars? That's, or? yeah, I, it, I mean, it's cool news if it's true. Is this, uh, so uh, my understanding is that it's rumors right now and that it was apparently inside sources. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, they, they don't want to be named. So who knows if this is just completely false, but I... I, I don't know where it's going to go because on the one hand, I don't like exclusives, no matter what you say. Uh, I, it's not <laughs> good for consumers, but I always thought that, and we've been told for like decades now that exclusives are an in integral part of the console war. you like, you need to have things to bring people on over to your system. And so them potentially going this route is a little confusing. And I don't know where it's going to lead. Yeah. Well, I think we should state that the the leaked games mm -hmm. that are... I think this is a pretty credible leak. Uh, and I believe Microsoft might actually start talking about this by the time the podcast is out. Or okay. I believe there's a plan for them to actually discuss this publicly very soon. So we could, uh, we could be giving you old news at this point. But uh, the two games that were leaked were Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves. Um, those are fairly substantial titles, I think. Sea of yep. Thieves being a pretty big one yep. uh, to come to both PlayStation 5 and potentially the Switch. So it could be Microsoft throwing in the console wars towel to a degree. They have been sort of hinting at that uh, the Xbox sales, you know, just haven't been as good. They haven't been anywhere near as competitive with PlayStation. They're probably more competitive in the States, but like overseas, I think they're absolutely You're getting crushed, just getting crushed by both the switch and the PlayStation. And it kind of sucks because I think the Xbox is a very competent platform hardware wise. It goes toe to toe with the PlayStation, if not outright beats it in many little categories, but you know, it just comes down to what do your friends have? Oh, if Matimio doesn't have, if Matimio has a PlayStation and I want to play with him and there's going to be an exclusive title, we should both have PlayStations. And so it's hard when you create these market divisions because it sort of forces this battle. And then it becomes like a war of attrition between Microsoft and Sony. They're like, well, we're going to make better exclusives and we're all going to make a little bit less profit because we're not selling those games on each other's platforms. But right. we're going to do it because ultimately we want to win the war of console wars, which is really anti-consumer be... for us at the end of the right. day. And yeah. that might be what it is. I mean, they, Microsoft has already kind of been pushing that direction with the PC Game Pass. And now they're not exclusive you know, just on the Xbox, which has been a godsend for, you know, gamers on, on PC, because now you don't need an Xbox. You can just play everything on, on yeah. your preferred platform. So they've been doing it a at least kind of 
like that for a while, but maybe they just see the huge player base of PlayStation and like, yeah, we could keep doing exclusives on our platform or we could start to move into that uh, marketplace and make a ton of money. Like you just said, there, there, there is an audience there. Why not sell it to them? Yeah, we, we wouldn't get as big of a cut because it's not our platform. So, but what's baffling is I thought they like went in and started buying Activision and all these giant companies for billions of dollars. I was assuming so that they could make everything exclusive. Why buy well, all these companies? Well, I mean, there's obviously huge amounts of profit to be made from Call of Duty, regardless right, of its right. exclusivity. That's, that's true. Maybe they're trying to become uh, uh, just a much bigger general game publisher, you know, right. where there's right. huge game publishers that cater to every single platform. They're platform agnostic. Microsoft's just been in... They've been trying to play the hardware game for quite a while. When did the first Xbox come out? Like early 2000s like mm -hmm. 2001 yeah. something like that i don't remember the date but yeah sometime around then whenever halo launched which i think was 20 2001 2002 something like that um so yeah they've been at it for a while 20 plus years and if they're just not seeing that market share they've got great deals they've got you know they've got all the game pass stuff going on i i feel like they've been very consumer friendly in the last couple of years, especially. Um, and the head of Xbox has been making calls that I think most people are agreeing with in many regards, gamers, that is, the consumers. But I, it just seems like it, maybe it's not working. Maybe they're going to start throwing in the towel a little, or maybe they're just testing the waters with a couple of games, being like, right. what if it wasn't exclusive? Obviously, they've still got Minecraft is still exclusive on the Xbox, right? It's not PlayStation. Microsoft and PC, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, yeah. An exclusive to Xbox means it's also you. on the PC. Yeah. But I shouldn't need to clarify, but yes. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. It's fair enough. Um, but yeah, uh, these are big titles, but they're not the the big titles. It's not Halo and well, they it, haven't I mean, really Halo's been, not even that they big. They haven't really anymore. been delivering games for at least from them specifically. They have they ha they haven't had any big system sellers. Uh, I, I would argue that PlayStation has also really not been delivering this generation either. I mean, there has there has been some big games for PS5. Don't get me wrong, but nothing. It feels like the, <laughs> this generation has been out for a couple of years now. and doesn't feel like we've really even picked up Steam at all. Like it still feels like the early stages, even though I feel like we might be like halfway through the console generation. I, I don't know if other people are feeling that way, too, but we haven't gotten like banger exclusives like we were getting near the end of the PlayStation 4 era. Yeah, I wonder if publishers are less interested in making exclusives these days because maybe the money isn't as worthwhile. It's hard to know because if, if the the banger exclusives usually come from here's X Studio is making this amazing looking game. We got a early a year early preview of it. Then the console uh, the console juggernauts come in and say, hey, we'll give you this many millions of dollars to make it an exclusive for our platform, and we'll throw in all these perks and stuff. But maybe that's just becoming less and less valuable to the the publishers to take those deals, or to the developers to take those maybe. deals, you know, where they're like, yeah, that's cool, but we're doing the math, and we think we could at least break even on that deal if we just do it on both platforms and... Also, we're just going to get backlash now because there's tons of backlash from the community on exclusive titles and 
you know, who wants to spend four or five years working on a game and then you're like, oh, it's on PlayStation? Dang it, I own an Xbox. You know, like the publisher, the developers don't want that either, right? That's true. But I also think, so a lot of, at least for PlayStation, play, they, they've been fostering and buying a bunch of companies for, I mean, it's over a decade now where they've yeah. been, so, you know, you're naughty dogs and stuff like that. So they work for PlayStation exclusively. And they've always been working for them exclusively, for, you know, so, but we still have, we haven't really seen those games come out. That's kind of the point I was trying to make is that it still I feels like we're, we're pretty, we're pretty early on, even though we're a couple of years in, if that makes when sense. When did the, the most recent Last of Us come out? Was that kind that of That was a, PS4. That was PS4? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't be... look like a PS4 game. It looks like a PS5 title. Like it's gorgeous, but yeah. Last of Us 2, I believe was the end of the era for PS4. It's true. There haven't been as many, and maybe that's just because we're kind of saturated with so many AAA crazy high production value titles these days that getting a game to stand out now is, I mean, like getting a game to not just stand out visually and production wise, but to also become like the next big thing seems like it's becoming more and Very more hard. difficult, right? Yeah. Because yeah. usually, because previously they could almost just throw money at a game and it would become the next big thing, right? You're like, let's just make this crazy shooter and put tons and tons of tech into it. And it doesn't even have to be that innovative. It'll just look so much better and have all these amazing set pieces than any other game. And now it's like, well, gamers just aren't as excited by that. We have we so many options now. Yeah. We really do. And we bounce around and I mean, just look at the finals. The finals is a gorgeous looking game. It's it runs well and it's I it's not struggling with its player base, but its player base has died down significantly over the last couple of months. Yeah, that was expected. I'm actually kind of curious now. <clears throat> Steam charts finals. The finals. Yeah, 38,000 in peak play compared to let's see it's all time yeah around about a quarter of a million for all time so yeah it's obviously Pretty dropped big. off a Pretty yeah it's drop. huge i think it's expected um but you were predicting it when it came out was just like the amount of content didn't seem like it was quite there to sustain that big of a player base yeah um the core gameplay loop is fun but it does start to get a little bit repetitive after a while yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to break into what they're trying to do too. It's just hardcore. It, I think it is it's going back into what you're saying. Shooter. Is that it's just it's so difficult to you're you got a pie and there's only so much pie and there's only so many players mm -hmm. and trying to take away from other people's uh, little piece is tough. Yeah, and to keep and to keep them is even harder. Yeah, there was an X. I think it was a. Maybe an ex-Bethesda develop developer. He's got like a YouTube channel. He's like a mm -hmm. high up dude that was like lead on a lot of big, big titles. And yeah. he has a really cool video called, I think it's called like Napkin Math. And he yeah. talks about how all these developers or big studios will get into these projects based on really crappy napkin math where they're like, if we can just take 3% or 5% Is this of- the pirate software guy? Pirate software. I don't know. Could be so okay. You, maybe we're thinking of two different people. Maybe go on. I don't know. Go on. Anyway, he was just talking about how the developers think, oh, if we throw a hundred million dollars into a game, and all we need is five to ten percent of this market of, say, World of Warcraft mm -hmm. or whatever, then we'll we'll easily make our money back. 
And he's like, the problem is, oh, is yeah. that like getting even five to 10% of that, of these really juggernaut hard. titles is like almost impossible. You might get people to look at it in a slightly decent percentage, but they're not going to, they're not going to bite or commit to the project. And he's like, it, the, the math that they do is really, really loose on these types of things. And just breaking into any genre where there's already dominant forces is so incredibly difficult. You know, it's like it's why Counter-Strike, I think, has been around forever is like mm -hmm. they've just been the dominant force in the competitive esports shooter. And even though they haven't really innovated much over the year, they've just kind of kept it the way it is. It's like other people trying to break in. It's almost impossible. You know, well, can you think of the, the, the last big first person shooter that's come out that I'd I mean, say Rainbow, Rainbow Six Siege? had the high, highest chance of trying to yeah. become an equal competitor with Counter-Strike. Um, Rainbow and Valorant are the only thing I can think of. Yeah, Valorant is almost like it. it's like Counter-Strike with magic yep. to a degree. I think it's doing OK right now, but um, I would imagine so. I think it's still doing very well. Yeah, how's Rainbow's it's hard, it's hard competitive scene? I haven't really been oh, following it's, it. It's Rainbow has been in a, a tough spot for a while. Like it's it's it was ve doing very well during the um, when everyone was locked down. Um, like just because every game was doing really well, that's yeah. when, it, when, it, when it reached its its height. Um, but over the last couple of years, there was a really big down um, downward spiral for uh, like half a year, and there's been now an uptick again. Um, you ever heard of the content creator Jinxie? Yeah, he's he's like came out of nowhere. He exploded and he's massive now. I think he's brought in a lot of attention and eyes to the game. And I think he's legitimately helped that game out a lot. Uh, so they've kind of risen again, but now they're kind of petering off. Uh, so it's it's in a decent spot, at least player wise. It's not doing horribly, but yeah. it's nowhere near its heyday like it was a couple of years ago. It is interesting comparing Counter-Strike to Rainbow Six. Obviously, they're very different games in many ways, but very similar also from the competitive tactical shooter angle. And despite Counter-Strike's like insane nuance and the amount of stuff you, you really have to learn at high levels of play, it's still much easier to get into than Rainbow. You know, you get into Rainbow yep. and you're like, I have no idea. Like, I got to get the bomb. The learning and curve in Rainbow is insane. Yeah. And they've recognized that and they've tried to address it with not releasing as many maps and like, you know, they're doing all these things to try and ensure that it's not as big of a, a kick in the shins when you first join. Because even when I like I come back, I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now. You've added in like five <laughs> new characters. I don't even know what they do. Yeah. So. I, but then you have, but it's kind of based in a way, it reminds me a bit of League of Legends or Dota, where you have these massive player rosters, mm -hmm. and that makes the learning curve so hard, right? Whereas like if those games only had like 10 characters, you could get in and learn it relatively quickly. Yep. But because they've got like 100 characters, you're sort of, and new players coming in are just like, I don't know what to do. But then again, the gameplay on that is relatively simple comparatively yep. so maybe that's the balancing factor where rainbow yeah, has... League of legends is more of that easy to learn hard to map like impossible to master yeah and rainbow Rainbow's six is hard, is hard to, to learn, get into hard to master <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much
Yeah. It was great back when it was like the very early days when you just had like house and like a couple of other maps, mm -hmm. you know, and a very and small. And no one knew what they were doing already. So yeah, there was wasn't all, everyone learning at the same time. You didn't have the established metas of like, clearly we're going to poke a hole in these three walls and headshot you if you come up those stairs. Like nobody right. knew that stuff quite yet. Right. So it was all exploratory, but there yeah. was actually a meta where people were putting little hole, like bullet holes in the walls and then they would see like a shadow on the other side and then they would headshot you. It was, it was nonsense. Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. For sure. Stuff that I would watch back and be like, there's no way that guy's not cheating or like, I don't understand. And yeah, it was just impossible stuff to understand because the cues that would tell them when to fire were not immediately perceivable on watching the replay back. Just crazy, yep. crazy stuff, man. Uh, how did we even get on this subject? We were talking about exclusivity. I don't know. Bouncing we around. Yeah, man. Well, to put a bow on the exclusivity thing, it would be nice if things were not exclusive, but I don't see PlayStation reciprocating. Oh, it no, It would be great if they had a handshake deal on it. Yeah. And we're just like, how about none of us do exclusive? But it's going to be bad if Xbox ultimately has to kind of cop you know go the way of the sega genesis right and they just have to i don't like, see that happening but don't i think don't so? see no i do see playstation has all the power right now though yeah they, they yeah. have the big, they have they have the bigger platform they have the player base they <laughs> they don't really have the incentive to be like oh yeah we'll also give you all of our exclusives i, yeah. I don't see that happening what happens if microsoft takes call of duty away <laughs> they uh, do what well, they said I mean, they I weren't think that was the do. whole I think they agreed that they wouldn't do it for like 10 years or something. Well, I think they offered that agreement, but I mm. think Sony turned it down because I think they're trying to basically stop the acquisition. They're like, no, Altogether. we're not going to take your agreement. And so I don't know right. if that ever went through. So Microsoft gotcha. might be in a position where they could potentially pull COD from. Yoink. But it just seems so anti-consumer at this point. It's absolutely. Know? But if we do end up in a world where there is only a PlayStation console, it's it's a worse world for consumers. It means Sony doesn't have to deliver a very good console with their next refresh. It means they don't have to really like try and give you the best hardware, even take a, a lot of them lose money on the console sales because mm -hmm. they make it back with the game sales. Yeah. And that's been pretty common, I think, for a long time. Which is why uh, just another yeah. reason why we all assumed exclusives were a, just a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So... If it's only Sony, they could deliver a crap console next time and be like, take it or leave it. You know, like either you're getting the PlayStation 6 or you're not. What are you saying? Monopolies are bad level cap? What do you Yeah, what do you I mean? don't know, man. I don't know. Consumers. You want to hear about Star Citizen, Matt? God just... damn, do I. <laughs> or do we want to do we want to do we want to temper that for later? <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't. I can't. I can't wait on it. It's pretty exciting. Pretty, all right like okay all right here's the deal let man me, let me get relaxed here let me just kind of lean back yeah. a little bit just to take a big old drag <sighs> of hopium from your hookah there <laughs> yeah and uh so uh, star citizen had a star citizen live what they which is what they normally do fridays they took a big break from content production uh -huh. for like two months so Star Citizen Live happened on Friday. Usually Star Citizen Lives are very lazy throwaway bits of content where they'll focus on some some animator or something and it'll be relatively... I mean, they just recently had that big Star Citizen event, so yeah. I figured they wouldn't have anything 
massive. Well, the Star Citizen event said, hey, we're going to deliver all this content in the next 12 months, True. which is a, an insane now. amount of content. Now. Yeah. So we should start to see that content now. And Star Citizen Live said, the next patch, we're giving you basically half of what you saw at CitizenCon. The next patch. The very next patch for the game, which I don't, we don't have a date for the patch yet, but wow, that could be in the next couple of months, basically. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, let me, let me give you a little taste mm. of what it was. Um, and this, some of this stuff wasn't even shown off at CitizenCon because CitizenCon was long enough as it was. They're like, we don't, we can, we don't have time for this. One yeah. of the cooler features is fully redesigned EVA mechanics. You fly forward in space now. Looks really mm -hmm. dope grab onto objects, push and pull off of them. You have limited EVA fuel now. So, and you have, manage that. yeah, you have decoupled space flight as a person now. So you drift through space and have to like grab onto things and jump around. Looks really dope. Um, complete new interaction system. So the whole like hold F and look at something and click on a thing that's all gone. It's, it's kind of a classic interaction system now. But you hold down F and you can get a little scroll wheel that'll pop up to give you a different option than the default option, if that makes sense. Okay. So if your default option is pick up an object off the ground and put it in your backpack and you hold F on it, you could then select inspect object or whatever, you know, uh, and you can. This is it, exciting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone who's big into Star Citizen, <laughs> this is huge. Oh just, boy, guys, we're gonna be okay, able to hold it. Let me get to the cool shit. Let me get to the cool shit. Uh Star Map. The full yes, new Star oh, Map. That was gonna be my question. Yeah. Star Map and uh Master Modes, which is completely redesigned way of flying. I believe new quantum travel and mm -hmm. the new star map system for just navigating, oh, setting waypoints, doing maps. That's coming in next patch. patch. Yeah, 3.23, the next patch. Um, let's see the freight elevators and instance hangers, which would be your home base where you can mm -hmm. park all your vehicles, store your loot, invite Matimi over to your hangar and be like, Hey, that's going to be in there too. Grab some of my gear. That's supposed to be in the patch. Wow. Um, let's see fully completely new looting system. So you remember that garbage system from before? Yep. It was, it was basically terrible. like PUBG, but just like way less functional in every single way. Is there going to even be loot to be like to pick up that's worth? Because I've always felt like there was nothing actually worth picking up in that game. Yeah, there's there's definitely stuff going to be. I okay. mean, there's stuff that's planned, but there's also there is stuff in the game now that's worth looting for sure. I guess I guess it's going to matter more now that you have a persistent hanger. Yes, for sure. Uh, the custom character generator that you know it looks pretty good from what they showed off at citizen con like mm -hmm. i would say yep. can compete with any other character gen on the market right now um fully new fps user interface which means you know your your mini map stuff you got all this new combat visor stuff going on you have compasses um just basically they're they're redoing the entire hud which comes with dynamic crosshair new weapon optics and gun interactions and all that stuff. It looks pretty cool. They're kind of getting up to parity with the, the highest level tactical shooters out there. Um, distribution centers, those massive complexes that are basically going to function as raid locations. So you'll get a mission and it'll be like, Matumi on level cap. We're, we're under attack by pirates. Like they've, 
invaded our facility and they're please they're help us luke you're our only hope yeah you know any mercenaries in the area come and and help clear us from this raid or whatever um that's gonna be thing they look really cool these are like mega facilities on the side of a planet you land there and they're like that's sweet yeah it looks dope looks dope um let's see and then i mean tons of economy stuff new shopping apps uh and then they said there's a bunch more secret stuff that they're not even announcing that's going to come in this. And according to leaks, it might be the very first iteration of base building. So that would be crazy if that made that it into the wild. next patch. Because that, that, that is supposed be. to be one of the features coming. Because with my understanding, they only got started on base building, like designing it. Yeah. Uh, was like this year. So. Yeah. Or like yeah. early on. So that's they've got they've insane. got frameworks, but they, they but they haven't gone all in on the base building, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, so everybody was expecting it at the end of the year. I think probably a lot of people still are, and of course, this is not confirmed that it's mm -hmm. scheduled. That was just according Leaks. to a leak. But it would be crazy, man, if uh, you could get Matimio's, you know, milk farm up and running finally. The dream can sell all the, the sweet space cow milk. Exactly. So this could be the biggest Star Citizen patch ever. You legitimately. Know, legitimately could be the biggest Star Citizen patch ever. Um, well, I gotta say, the thing I'm there. most excited about is the star map because when yeah. I played, I enjoyed my time, but man, when I, when I wasn't with you, it was miserable. Where am I? Where do I need to go? How do I get uh -huh. there, basically? Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. Like it got to the point where I, I straight up just stopped playing because I, yeah. I, it was so frustrating. Yeah, you have to wait for your, your chat while you're streaming to tell you what to do. And they're mm -hmm. like, okay, hit the thing. Okay, yeah, it's bugging out. Uh, just close <laughs> it down and open it. Okay, try angling your crosshair over here. And you're like, dear God. Dear Lord. Uh, it shouldn't be this difficult. Very exciting for me. I'm pumped for this. Have they updated the AI to not be awful when you're fighting in combat? I'm going to take that as a absolutely not. Yeah, the AI, this is so weird because their last patch, they did th alpha 3.22.1 or some crap. Mm -hmm. They updated the Siege of Orison. Did you play the Siege of Orison with me? Nope. It is garbage. Uh, I didn't play in the latest one. Some people said it was better, but it's all based on the AI being able to respond to you in some sort of realistic and they responsive just stand manner. there. <gasps> yeah. It's all based on server performance, and the server performance is garbage, and I don't think it's ever going to get better until they have server meshing, which is scheduled for the end of the year. So for mm -hmm. me and just about anybody else in the game, we're like, why are you launching a giant ground-based FPS mission? Right, that was... Because that sounds cool, but I was wondering, yeah. would it actually play well? Yeah. And is there any reason to do it if it's just... It's the like AI launching a new around. Ferrari, but the wheels aren't ready. You know, you're yep. like, that looks super cool. I bet that would be fun to drive when the wheels are on it. Mm -hmm. And that's what Siege of Orison is. <laughs> you're sort of like, wow, this is probably cool when the AI are shooting back at me. Terrible. Yeah. 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 Um, so that'll come later. But this could be a huge quality of life update for the game. The big, star map, especially for the tutorial system, you know, like go here, here's a map showing you where to go. Um, Isn't that convenient? That's incredible. Yeah. So this could be huge. Um, I'm excited. 
I'm excited for what the he hidden features are. We're so close, man. 2024. Almost there. It's the year for Star Citizen. The year of I mean it's probably gonna be 2025. Let's just be just just to be real. To be real, I yeah, I haven't smoked that much hopium copium hopium yet. You know, I'm like I know what project this is. I know yeah. what's happened over the We've last We've been on this trade for a long time. Ooh, yeah, 20, 20, 2011, 2012. I don't know, man. It's been forever. Forever. But when that patch launches, we're gonna do some streaming. I'm gonna stay up I'm late. Down. I'm gonna wreck yeah. myself. Hell yeah. I'm gonna get some pirate ships, pirate some people, get some space cows, start that milk farm. Oh man. Start that farm. We're gonna have the best milk in the whole galaxy. Damn right we will. And it's gonna <laughs> matter too. It'll be like the spice and dune, you know. They'll come to <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. I control the milk. <laughs> yeah. Whoever controls the milk controls the galaxy. <laughs> That's so stupid. Super stupid. Yeah. So that's all I got for you on Star Citizen. It's going to be great. dope. It's going to be dope in theory. going to be dope. It's going to be the greatest thing you've no, ever seen. No, not in theory. In practice, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and it's a reset to all the flight mechanics. So if you're coming in mm -hmm. new... You're still probably going to get dominated by people who Absolute know what they're story. doing, but yeah. maybe like 10% more, less. A little, bit, a little bit more of a level playing field. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. If you come in hard right at the start, you'll maybe be able to keep up with some of the pros. Yeah. A little. Probably a little. not, though. Probably not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Star Citizen, what you been playing, man? The old Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League. Hmm. I have. Hmm. What even is that game? You haven't heard of it? Um, it's not on my radar, really. No. So it is a third-person uh, looter shooter where you play as the 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 band of misfits: Harley Quinn, Boomerang, Deadshot, and uh, King Shark. And okay. It's your job. Is to... this a brand new game? Yeah, brand new game. Giant okay. title. Uh, okay. Tons of money into it. <laughs> Um, you live under a rock. <laughs> I it's, I've never been interested in Marvel or DC IP <clears throat> that's games. No, that's fair. And you probably I, shouldn't be interested in this game either, because oh boy, is it rough. Um, oh no. So it's you know the Arkham series, the where uh, yes, Batman. Arkham, um, okay, in fair in my def I did play a few of those because so they it's, were, it's they a were continuation fun. of that. Okay, but but not not yeah. So, you know, when you when you think of those characters like Harley Quinn, yeah. Do you do you assume or like Boomerang, probably the best example. Okay. Uh, do you assume that he's going to use guns? <laughs> so, the the whole it's a looter shooter and I think they just Oh, everybody could just not... gets guns? <laughs> yes. Yes. So you're playing as a shark, right? King shark and oh, you no. you literally have like a minigun or oh, a shotgun no. or or and there's no, and they all feel very samey. There isn't anything that really makes them feel all that distinctive. Well, uh, wait, each, wait, you're saying the shark guy can't just bite people? Come on, he's got to be you, able to bite people. So they have abilities. Uh, no, and you don't bite people. No, you, you punch them. Yeah, it's... Doesn't the sh king shark bite people, though? Like, that's his yeah, thing, right? He eats he, people. Yeah, he eats people. No, so you can't do them. that. There, He did not eat anyone in this game that I remember. Oof. 
Seems yeah. rough. Does Batman have a machine gun too? Like, or he is pulls ne- out a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding with me? Or what? Batman with a Glock? It's so wrong in every way. <laughs> I know it's hilarious. So the whole premise is that the Justice League has been mind controlled by Brainiac, and it's your job to uh, take them out. So kill the Justice League, and it's and that's just it. A uh, bit of a spoiler: you do start to take out the Justice League, mm-hmm. and there's a moment where Bad Batman uh, pulls out a gun and just starts shooting people. It's like <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. Uh, so that's why Wayne Enterprises cooked up. You know, he's gonna, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like yeah. I, the latest bit of Wayne tech is here. I call it's, it. It a is Glock. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay. So the, it does have some redeeming qualities. The voice acting is really good. The facial animations are great. The there, There's some great comedy. Uh, I actually laughed a lot. Uh, it mm-hmm. was very funny. The story was fine for what it was. Like it's a, it's a DC story. Yeah. Yeah, like it, yeah. gets from, it gets from point A to point B and there's like some fun moments and the characters are, are enjoyable. Uh, don't look any like the... the don't look for like a heartfelt story where you really get attached to characters. I mean, it's like Suicide that. Squad, so the the story is, right. sounds mm-hmm. like it's as expected. Yeah, but where it really falls apart is the gameplay. I I know you don't have you've never seen anything. The UI is one. <laughs> I, I know I'm the guy who always complains about the UI, but the <laughs> UI is an abomination. It is an affront. It is an affront to God. Oh it is God. so bad. So <laughs> when you're when you're low health. Like this, like there's, you know how like uh, stuff's kind of jelly comes out on the side when um, to indicate you that you're low about? on health, oh, like red okay. jelly. Yeah. Re- okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm not doing, just, just bear with me. The beginning so, of that sentence was just like, how am I supposed to get anything from this? That's <laughs> you fair. know when jelly not, comes I'm out the side? I'm not going with my words. I'm not going with my words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I don't make YouTube videos. I'm bad Okay, at so there's blood splatter effects on the edge sure, of the we'll screen. Sure, we'll call it, well, it doesn't look, like, but yeah, so it, it, but it like narrows it by 20, like 25%. So it literally looks like a hole. It's really bad. On top oh, of that, you've man. got, I wish I could show you a picture. So there's the health bar of the boss. There's a description of what the boss is like doing or what you need to do. There's another bar underneath that. You've got all these things on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, your abilities will like, a bar will like pop up when they're <laughs> ready to get activated. That goes to like a third of the way up your screen. Your entire screen is basically flashing at you. <laughs> it's like a pinball machine, dude. Yeah, pretty much. Flashing yeah, lights that's everywhere. That's actually a really great way of describing it. You then get into the gameplay. The gameplay is, like I said, not really inspired because while each character does have unique abilities, like Harley Quinn can, um, she basically is kind of like Spider-Man where she has a grapple hook and she can kind of fly around. Okay. Deadshot literally has a jetpack. Uh, King Shark just jumps everywhere. And he was my favorite because it was is just, he just like, like the Hulk or something. Yeah, he's his character was Drax 2.0. Okay. Remember Drax from um su- uh, not from the from Marvel? Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's he's basically him, but more intelligent. And I liked him a lot. Like I said, the characters were fun, but the gameplay just the gameplay issue. Well, the, the, this you know open world tasks yes that was the entire game there was no there was a couple unique missions where you get to the bosses and i'll get I swear to the bosses this is ubisoft's fault they've just 
They've just made the Far Cry experience, and every other publisher oh, is like, worse. what if it was just the Far Cry thing? Oh, it's worse. Oh, no. You, every single mission is escort a, a, a car. Um, you need to go and save <laughs> citizens who are like, you know, go to the places, save citizens and bring them back to a location and bring them back to a car and then go out and save more while you're being attacked by all these enemies. There's ones where you have to, uh, like defend bring towers. the citizens to a car. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry about it. That's, that's the gameplay loop. So it's basically your open world. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like your destiny Two style events that are just kind of throwaway events. And that's the entire game from hmm. start to finish. Yeah, this seems like something where they had a bigger plan. And just at some point, the guy was like, crap, uh, we just got to ship this. We got to ship it now, guys. I think it was delayed a lot as well, unfortunately. Hmm. And this is, yeah, I, I enjoyed myself. But to the final, the final point I'll bring up are the bosses because you fight the Flash. And there is a Flash boss battle. Yeah. And there's an IGN reviewer or some reviewer who got a little criticized because he said the flash is too fast, which sounds ironic, right? When you take it yeah. out of context, you're like, that's stupid. Of course he's, of, you clearly don't know what you're talking about. Obviously <laughs> he's fast. What a stupid criticism. Yeah. But he's too fast. Like <laughs> you, he, the, the fight is so annoying. <laughs> there's... <laughs> Maybe he they're just like, just this would around. be an annoying fight in real life. He's too yeah, fast. Yeah, it would be terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's true. He's he's fast uh, and living up to his name. But the way they designed it is that because there's so much UI and he zips around everywhere, like, you'll take a shot at him and then he just disappears. He, like, now you got to go <laughs> find him somewhere else. And, and it's just this annoying process of of trying to pin this guy down and, you know, it makes sense because that's thematically he's the flash. Yeah. And the guy was, but, the boss was like holding the employee's shoulder, looking over, looking over his shoulder and like faster. And he's like, but fa sir, faster. you'll never be able to catch him. I said faster. <laughs> faster. <damn it." laughs> and, and the great you're thing playing is that, that uh, without spoil, well, I kind of is a bit of a spoiler. There's um, the, uh, the the final boss uses a lot of the same mechanics of the previous boss battles and one of them is the flash and it's just you can never pin him down and it's just a, it's just a nightmare <laughs> so the bosses while some of them were kind of cool uh yikes they just it's hard it's hard because you're fighting basically gods right like these, yeah these characters superman batman do you make flash, it through these games because you're streaming them uh, and uh, it's sometimes, fun yeah. and it's to like laugh with your there. audience because yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. on your own, I feel like maybe you wouldn't have made it this far <laughs> into, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. into the Suicide Probably Squad not. game. Yeah. Right. But it is, there, there is some enjoyment. I don't want to say that it's, it's a zero out of 10 or, you know, a three out of 10, but I've been noticing like four and fives and I, I, I can see why they're getting four out of fives or four, four and fives out of 10. For sure. Oh, out of 10. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Not yeah. four out of five. I, I misspoke. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, it's, it seems like they launch, launched it in the appropriate window for that game because they're like, this isn't going to hold up against any other game coming out, so just launch it in February, bro. Like, What's great is, is like, you're not, the way you're taking out these superheroes is just with guns. Like, you're just shooting them. <laughs> Like it's so. Is ridiculous. Superman in it? What do you do with he's, Superman? He's, you shoot him with guns. You, you shoot him. 
Are they at least <laughs> kryptonite bullets? Like, come on, man. I don't want to get into spoilers, but oh yeah, you just, you just, you He's, just all... Even Superman can dodge bullets. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. how do you hit the Flash with bullets? Oh, He's like a hundred times faster. They have faster. story explanations. They, they have kind of okay. thought it through. Oh my like I said, the, the story, it felt like the people that made the story kind of had a general idea of where things were going and like wrote something that was halfway okay. Yeah. Uh, but then like the gameplay just, like it felt like there were like two separate developing teams and they just were really struggling to make them kind of mesh. Yeah. And yeah. Oh boy. Not a game I would recommend if you are going to pick it up, take, you know, buy it on a, uh, a, a discount. Cause yeah, yeah. There are, like I said, there's some funny moments and it's the characters are interesting and fun, but it's not. It is an interesting subgenre of gaming, which is like, let's try and build the game around these massive superhero <laughs> IPs. Mm -hmm. And nobody ever expects them to be amazing. And occasionally they are, but most of the time they're just kind of passable. And often they dip into the realm of kind of trash. It seems like yeah. we're getting kind of a trash one here. Yeah. <laughs> which would not be a first for the Suicide Squad franchise. <laughs> No, it would not. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to... I want to play more, actually, after the podcast. I just downloaded this. The demo of Homeworld 3 came out, I think, today. Oh. Which would be I've Monday. heard decent things. Um, So far, it looks cool. I, I've only managed to, like, jump on and get through the tutorial. It is an RTS in. game, which means there's a little bit of a... I wouldn't call it, like, a steep learning curve, but... You are navigating 3D space, so... Is it an RTS, or is it... Uh, are you actually building units? Yeah. You're oh. building units, and you're... So, Homeworld's a little different, where you don't build a base, because you have a fleet, and it's in space. So there isn't really much point in having bases. But you can have um, harvesting units, and more resource-oriented units, and production units, but they become part of your fleet. And in fact, some right. of your production units can move around with your fleet so you could have a carrier that moves with your attack group and then as your attack group starts losing fighters it can produce more fighters yeah. so you can like almost build them on the spot as needed um it's cool so far i want to get more into it i'm very excited about this game it's got that home world flair to it which is mm -hmm. hard to describe but um a very, very artistically clean presentation and artistically stylized. It's it looks, to, it looks great visually. Yeah. Everybody everybody likes the visuals of it. It feels kind of real. It's very formation-based. You can give all your fighters and stuff different formations, then it affects how they engage and attack. And so as you Is learn, it multiplayer? Um, I believe this one's gonna have some. The previous ones were. I actually haven't looked into it too much because I've been mostly just excited about the single player. But mm -hmm. the previous, the ancient multi homeworld games did have multiplayer. I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how good they were to be honest compared to a traditional RTS, but I think they're, they know that the RTS genre is kind of, a, it's not as popular as it used to be. Um, so I have to look into what their current mode is, but I think they have some, some roguelike elements in there to try and mix it up a little bit. So I, I'm kind of curious. I do about like it. those elements. Those can be fun. For sure. For sure. So I think they're mixing up the traditional formula a bit to make it a bit more modern. The controls feel pretty quick and easy, but it is still completely three dimensional space RTS. So 
you do have to go up and down and around and through things. Um, yeah. But they give you kind of traditional FPS movement controls now, as opposed to before, which was like orbit controls. Now you can kind of just fly your camera around and look at stuff if you're not as comfortable navigating. So that makes it easy. It seems like they've done a lot to make the game more accessible. Nice. Um, but it, again, I've just dabbled in it. I'm going to hop back in. But it made me happy because not a lot of devs do demos anymore, like the demo era for whatever. Well, you say that, and I am now going to disagree with you because Steam has now done there, and the reason why you're able to play this demo now is this Steam Nextfest, Next Fest, yeah. which is yeah. all demos, and it's, it's like for hundreds of games. Well, okay, sorry. What I mean is like within the bigger AAA world, right. demos are less popular. But maybe well, they're they've coming now become back betas. around. Yeah, they become betas, they become early access things, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it is nice to see a demo of the game where you can just get it for free. And then if you like it, wishlist the game and you'll get it when it comes out. Um, it's kind of exciting. Uh, a, a, a developer that I follow who's solo making a game called Out of Action, uh, his name yep. is, or his handle I is Doku. That. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Um, especially for a solo dev. So he launched his demo uh a couple last week i think and he just tweeted a couple days ago and he said hey um for anyone who's like debating whether or not you should make a demo for your game whether it's gonna like steal the thunder or something uh i had forty thousand downloads and fifteen thousand new wish lists so like totally worth it like make a demo i think the the idea of making demos might come back into swing a bit more with more developers. Well, it helps when you do have Steam Nextfest, so that people yeah. have a place where they can. It's 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 advertising for your game. Yeah, free it's, advertising. It's a place where you can just there's a there's a, people looking for it. It becomes an event, and Steam that event will promote it. Right. Press because will if talk it's just if you're it. just by yourself and you're just making it, and they're like, "Hey, there's a demo," and you're shouting into the void, no one's gonna know there's a demo, but someone might stumble across it when there is a big event like that. And I think that's probably why it's becoming more popular. And I love it. I think it's great. I think I, I've discovered new games. There's been games that I was interested in, realized it's not for me. It's a, it's, it's a nice consumer tool. Yeah, it's very consumer friendly. And it's the way that they used to do game promotion in the early 2000s, you know, mm -hmm. where... You could download the game demo and it would come out at Battlefield had a demo. Battlefield 1942 had a demo really? before the game launched and I played it and it was Wake Island and it was very cool. And I was like, I'm 100% buying this game because right. there had been no Battlefield game before that. So they had to pitch the concept to you and right. it worked, you know, and I, it's just, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Mass Effect 3 had a demo. Um, Hopefully that's coming back around for AAA devs. I'd love to see it more rather than throwing all this money into hype and marketing campaigns and just being like, buy it for $60 on launch day. Uh, and then people, and then having or like- Or $100. Or $100 or Bro, more. I paid $100 for early access for that damn game. Yeah, man. I, it's and you so know what's aggressive. Great? You know yeah. what's great? What? They didn't even give you all the cosmetic items. If you wanted the full cosmetic items, you had to pay them more. Yeah, there's like the one twenty dollar bundles like, for are crap. Are you kidding me? How much? But like a hundred dollars, and you're like, nope, more money, please. Mm -hmm. More. I hate this trend, and it's a live service title. I should mention that. Which game? Suicide Squad. 
Oh, holy crap. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. Did you hear that there's 500, apparently, 500 studios working on live service games now? 500. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. How much, like, do they re do they th realize there's only so much of this pie, going back to that analogy? Yeah, the majority, the vast majority of those will fail. Like, yeah. there's no question about it. But I think I it's a bubble that's going to burst for... Life it's service. a little bit of a bubble, but you know, it's one of those things where to make maybe money, not a, maybe not a bubble, but it's gonna like reality is gonna sit in. They're yeah. like, we can't keep doing this. There's, it's it's not it's not working. It's just that thing of big risks can produce big payoffs, and a lot right. of VC money and investor money is like, I think this is the next big thing. We're gonna gamble yep. on it. We're gonna throw a bunch of money at this, and. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. They want, they want the next Apex. Apex came out of nowhere and it, yeah. it's made them billions of dollars. And they just basically have to be on maintenance mode where, yeah, they're bringing in new content and, and new maps and things, but it's not mm -hmm. on the same level as developing a brand new game every couple of years. It's yeah. probably a lot, a lot easier and less risk long term if you can make it work. And I think that's why it's so appealing to them. Yeah. But when everyone has hmm. a live service, like people only have so much time. Game I only have so get much time in the day. At pitching their concepts to investors, I think too. Because I mean, yeah, they get really they make these clean videos and they hype it up and they talk about the their ideas and how it's really going to usher in a new era of blah 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 blah. And investors who don't play video games or play casually or really just don't understand the market that well. Like, oh my god, I think yeah, this guy's the it, next. Baby. This is the next PUBG for sure. You know and throw some millions at it but usually the people doing that also have got some cash to spare right um <laughs> yeah yeah probably yeah but i i don't know if about you but i've stopped just entirely grinding these games because i just there's i mean it's part of my job too is i yeah. just cannot stick with one game uh like the finals i really enjoy it and i plan on playing more when the new season comes out but i'm not gonna buy the battle pass because I just the grind is too much. They I don't want to just play the They made the battle the pass grind way too aggressive. I'm not really happy about that because yeah, I agree. It makes it feel unattainable for somebody who wants to take it more casually. And you're like, yep. wait, I just spent money, yep. to get cosmetics and cool stuff. Like, I get it. You, I should have to do a little work to show that I earned something. But don't yep. make me put in like, I mean, how many hundreds of hours do you think that battle pass takes? It probably is over a hundred. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was around about a level an, uh, an hour, something like that. Yeah, it's a Not lot. Not great. Yeah, um, so that's quite a bit. A hundred hours when, to complete a battle. When pass, every man. when every game. So yeah, it's like let's, let's say you like Destiny, and you like Apex, you like Valorant, you like all these titles. They all have battle passes. They all want you just playing that game and and just grinding their battle pass, Battlefield. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't. I don't, there's not enough time in the day. Yeah. Well, Battlefield made theirs far more attainable, which was nice. And yes. then, um, yeah, I always appreciated. I think Hearthstone. I'm more of a, illustrating. I'm more illustrating. There's, there's all of these live services. They're all competing with our time now. Yeah. It's not necessarily about you know playing the game. It's, it's we need them only playing our game. And when everyone wants you only playing their game, you're going to start running out of people because they're all doing just the one game. That pie gets smaller and smaller because there's only so many people. It's it's hard to know what the right strategy is, you know. Um, 
when that when Marvel Snap came out, that little card game that's sort of like a Hearthstone type game, but for Marvel. Yeah, I played it. Um, I actually liked it. I thought it was pretty decent. But it's good. Um, they made their battle passes pretty easy. And so I found myself playing it a little bit more than I would because I was taking it very casually. Like, hey, I'll play this when I've got five, ten minutes to to kill here or there. And I could finish most of the tasks that I needed to, you know, just doing it in little bits of free time. So it became my tiny little bit of free time game. And so that was the angle they picked. But I think most big PC or console titles are like, this isn't your free time game. This is your after work. I'm going to sit down for the evening play for four hours game mm-hmm. yeah yep. so it's too I much. hate how we've also been conditioned where everything needs to have a grind i've i've talked to people in my own community who say i don't enjoy a game if there isn't something to grind after i'm like no they're winning i you think can just i think i think grind and progression have uh mixed together a little too much because yeah i enjoy a game with progression but Me i too. don't enjoy a game that makes that progression hey do a monotonous unfun to task make it feel like a grind over and over again you know let me yep. progress by having fun let me do the yep. fun thing to progress yep. make that progression feel natural where i'm like oh i'm exploring i'm fighting i'm engaging a bad guy i've never fought before as opposed to a thousand times before and agreed yeah yeah so there's a way to do it but that is more work too right because now you got to create lots of fun engaging experiences versus the easy uh let's just make them grind the same thing over and over again with one tiny twist on it each time or slight something. adjustment yeah yeah we changed the skin color for the bad guy <laughs> You're this fighting enemy, the red bad guy instead this, of the purple. This enemy one. has blue flames instead of red flames, and the fireballs yeah. they throw at you uh, do slightly more burn damage. That is, I mean, that's like Diablo two to a T, where like <laughs> you get to the nightmare difficulty, and it's the exact same guys, but they've got a reddish hue to them now, and you're like, oh, uh-huh. what are these guys? They're the, what name is this? This is the Lightning Ultra Demon. Before it was just some weird bull demon or something, but now it's it's red and it shoots lightning. You know, easy, easy peasy. Dev, dev, devs are hard. It's 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 not easy trying to come up with new content. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah, making completely new content. Now that I'm getting into making my own content for the game, it's like every little thing is, you have to weigh, okay, for example, we're making a spaceship. It's like, how many features do you want to add to a single spaceship in terms of like its destruction look, how it breaks apart, how Uh, many weapons add onto it, what kind of features do you want dynamic names displayed on the side? Every little thing you add on, creates that much more more. work for every single ship that you have to do Mm -hmm. so you sort of have to look at it and decide where do i want to cap important yeah and so when i'm doing it i'm like i get why devs just change the color and they're like it's a new (laughs) bad guy it's a new bad guy now because otherwise we just didn't have the bandwidth to make or they'll use the same skeleton uh even though the 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 skin of the monster looks the same right, or, right. or looks different, but the skeleton underneath same is like, it's the same animations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. And then there's also, of course, the, there's the, the game content limit where you're like, we're limited on how many textures, how many animations, how many AI algorithms we can write, whatever, you know, and then it's got to run yeah. on the switch. So you're like, okay, well crap. Now we really have yeah, good to, luck with that. Yeah. Now you really have to limit 
what you're so some of the creativity is within just making it fit on a playstation or a switch and getting it to run and look good and you're like well how can we make 20 bad guys but take up the resources of one bad guy <laughs> so we're just like it's what if puzzle. we change the colors you know mm-hmm. and uh make one shoot lightning and the other one shoots water or something and then you're like okay water yeah been playing too much pow world am i right your favorite have you game? actually played no 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 okay I'm not going down that rabbit hole. It's still hole. taking. It's still. It's still crazy how much steam that thing has. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm very surprised it hasn't burned out yet. Are you looking up the stats? Yeah, I'm gonna look up the stats real fast. Yeah, I, I want to know that juggernaut. Power world. Uh, world breaks all the rules. Four hundred eighty-seven thousand right now. Shh. It's peak twenty-four hours was one million. This. Guy- <laughs> I don't. I don't understand it's nuts, that right? game. It's I don't crazy. understand it. It's the least innovative, most successful game I've ever seen. You know, it just plagiarized. I can never say that. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, Pla- plagiarized. Just, yeah, plagiarized everything. Everything. Yeah, and that's like not great, but at the same time, <laughs> they clearly got so there's a market close for something to getting for sued by like all these different brands, and the brands are like, oh, it's uh, technically, mm. technically they didn't copy it, but yeah. man. I mean, it's like there's there's so many pals in the game that look almost identical to Pokemon. You're like, well, it's not quite There's like a dragon Pikachu. that's made that looks kind of like a jet. And there's and that's literally <laughs> a Pokemon. Like, it's yeah. literally a jet Pokemon. Like, are you kidding me? It's, yeah, <laughs> it's baffling that they have, yeah. that Nintendo didn't come after them. But whatever, man, let those guys make their money. People are playing the game. And I still enjoy, like, I I mean, I can criticize the fact that they're they're not stealing but it is like they're right along the line of where it's it's yeah they're, but they're they're taking from like all these different games and they're just putting it into one and it's it's somehow yeah. worked it has it's a fun yeah. title though it's cool yeah i've always wondered that is like where do you draw the line as a developer how much can you say you were inspired by something before they're like how much were you inspired you know yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember I drew remember like tracing over something when I was a kid. It's like I drew this. It's like, no, you didn't. You traced yeah. it, brother. Come That's on. Cool. Well, I technically I drew it though. I, tr- I drew it, yeah. I just so happened to be tracing it. Yeah. It is a very weird thing. I remember dealing with that with my Lego business stuff because we would have guys design all these models for the store, uh-huh. and then somebody else would download the model change like three parts on it and then upload it to their store and we'd be like you son of a bitch oh, like, but it's, di- it's different we're like yeah but then it gets into like a literal thing where you have to be like it has to be a certain percent difference you literally start getting into the percentage yeah. of like how much did you change like you just copied this and didn't change speaking anything. of games that are basically a ripoff uh dark and darker you know that title yeah it's kind of took over the world a bit too not yeah. as much, obviously, but it's a big game. Yeah. Uh, there's a game called Dungeonborn now, which mm. is dark and darker, mm-hmm. but better graphics. I thought and you were going to say with Pokemon. And I was like... With, with <laughs> Pokemon. No, it's it's literally the same game yeah. where even there is a... I think The it's graphics because do suck in darker and darker, they do. though. <laughs> so there was, they do. They're not They great. left themselves open to what they if did. it was darker and darker, but looked good. <laughs> Now there are like differences because there's different classes and they have different abilities. Like it's not entirely the same, but yeah. there was a there's a door that looks like it has like hieroglyphics on it, and it's the same. I'm, I swear to God, it is the same door 
from Dark and Darker because my guess is they took it from an asset store mm. and just used that. And so you walk up to the door like, wait, what game am I playing right now? Because Entirely it is possible that it is. Literally the same thing. Yeah. I wonder... <laughs> I'm I'm waiting until so Unreal and some of these other games seem like they're heading very much to the point where Unreal already has an FPS template in the engine. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to make mm -hmm. an FPS game, you could easily just grab the FPS template and everybody's showing tutorials is using these templates, right? So you've all got the same character and the same basic run animation and everything, but mm -hmm. I have a feeling there's going to be more templates on the market soon where people are like look i just did all the you wanted a survival shooter here's all the assets you need for a survival shooter now make your survival shooter with these assets and we're just going to get like 50 games that all look almost identical because they'll all be using the exact same asset packs you know i mean it happened with the uh only up game you know the one where you yeah. use that rage bait uh just only up well there's a lot of games that came out after that and it was literally the same run animation for every single one of them because mm -hmm. they just used the default run animation that probably came. I think it was probably a Unity title, I think. Yeah. And it's the same game, but just different assets. It's, yeah. Well, once I started researching for my space game, I started looking at all these other space games and it, I started seeing all the assets that they're using. And I was like, hey, that's like that spaceship. Hey, we're using that asset too. Hey, look at that. <laughs> And it's funny, and I won't name any names because I, I have a lot of respect for any dev who can make a good-looking game. Mm -hmm. But there is there is a space game coming out soonish by a very small dev team. It's like solo or like two people. Looks incredible from like the UI mm -hmm. standpoint and the visuals. But in all the trailers, like every single spaceship is from an asset pack on the store. So well, that's that's why they're there, though. Yeah, no, and it's because it's not fine everyone's to an me. artist. Not everyone has the ability or has the funds for it. So yeah. I get it. And in their defense, I only recognize the ships as being from the asset store because I was looking at the asset store uh -huh. and then saw the ships. You're starting to notice assets because you played one game and then it's in the other game that's in the right. same genre, like. They need to they need to be a little more clever about it and be like, okay, maybe don't take the same assets from the other most popular game in the genre that we're more or less copying. Like, come up with some new assets or use a different or change asset pack. the color or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could do a billion things to make that door indistinguishable from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Oh man, yeah, we're definitely gonna. I mean, the asset craze is here to stay. There's no getting around it, and mm -hmm. it totally makes sense. I'm using an incredible asset pack that I got on sale that does all the planets for me, you know. But I can customize each planet. But I'm I'd probably be able to recognize another game using the same yeah. planetary because I know how they're built, right? I know yeah. what little parts are animated and it's stuff. It's also a planet, but it's a planet too, right? Eventually, you play enough space games, you're like, it's a freaking planet. You know, who cares? This one's blue. This one's red. This one's got craters in it. Yeah. But otherwise, it would have taken me probably like a month of learning uh, technical artistry to build a planet through code, you know? Right. <laughs> would have taken forever. It's not worth it. Yeah. Spend a little bit of money. Now I got this whole amazing thing built out, saved tons of time. So I'm all for asset pack stuff. It just kind of sucks when you start noticing the, the, the what what's the word i'm looking similarities. for similarities similarities yeah what's the thing when you deja vu you know you're like ah, did i yes. just see that 
Didn't I just see that? Have I experienced so much before? deja vu. It's creepy. I swear. I swear <laughs> we're living in a parallel universe. The amount of times I get deja vu, I'm like, bro, a past self and or some version of myself <clears throat> has experienced this moment. Yeah, man. I think you're just in multiple universes and you're could sort be. of, you're kind of vibing. You're, you're in the same maybe frequency I'm, maybe as I'm the, the other Matimias. Maybe, maybe I'm the chosen one level. Mm. You don't know. Do you remember that cool movie with Jet Li in it? <laughs> Where he was, I think it's called The One. Oh, yeah, The One. Yeah, it was the dope. One. I love that movie. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> and he just, like, at the end, he's just fighting, like, a billion copies of himself. Uh, Not himself, no, but he, yes. I thought he was fighting himself. Mm -mm. He was fighting himself, yes, but he, when he's, the moment you're talking about is when, how do I remember this? He gets sent to interdimensional jail, spoiler yeah. alert, sorry. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then he's like, I, basically, he's the moment, you're not stuck in here, I'm not stuck in here with you, you're stuck in here with me. And he just, he's on like a pyramid yeah, for some reason. Yeah, yeah, and he's like punching, everybody. punching people off of the pyramid. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's a great movie, I loved it. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a great movie. It was entertaining it was a, for it being was a fantastic movie. Ridiculous. Scare you. It's an ego trip for Jet Li is what it was. Yeah, Just like, who's yeah. the best? Who can I fight that's better than me? Me. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Have you, uh, are you caught up on Masters of Flight? I did not watch season or episode three yet now. Okay. Was I'll hold good? off. Oh my God, dude. Oof. Oof. If you are not watching God. Masters of Flight, God, it is worth the Apple subscription alone. It is so nice. good. This net, yeah, nice. the episode three is like next level. Because I feel like it was kind of yeah. laying the foundation, and I was kind of guessing that things were going to start to progress more now. Yeah, you knew they were ramping up to like some bigger missions, and yeah, I know, I know, all this stuff is based on real missions and real mm -hmm. characters and stuff. Um, which makes it all the more tragic because you're just like, I can't believe this crap happened. And then you read mm -hmm. into it and you're like, they did yep, these scenes for like Hollywood effects, right? Like this, it couldn't have been this crazy or this bad. And then you read up on it. You're like, oh my God, this all happened. And it was probably worse realistically. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. They probably toned some of it down just to be less horrific to a degree. But um, yeah. it's super good. Yeah. Episode three is establishing a couple of different narratives that look really interesting. And I'm like, so excited for the rest of the season. Um, it's just, wow. This one of those periods of history that was so crazy that they keep taught, they keep documenting it and making movies on it, writing books about it because I don't think it's ever going to come again. <laughs> you know, I hope it never comes again. Well, yeah, I, everybody, Right, but it was just like this is the craziest that it's ever. Literally, got. the war. It, I mean, it's called World War for a reason. Like the the entire, not the entire world, but basically, like everyone was involved in it. It was just horrific. Yeah, yeah but like the B seventeen thing is so crazy because the pilots. I mean, they're they're smart guys, but they're not totally aware of the math being done on the upper end, which is like, hey, if we send in this many bombers. Only half are going to come back, but we have a pretty, we have a 90% chance of destroying the target. So the guy, mm -hmm. the pilots are like, you know, they send them in. They're like, all right, guys, we're going to fly in formation and we'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, these are the best odds and blah, blah, blah. Go get them boys. And it's like, man, the math has been done already. Like, imagine trying to making it. Imagine. And eventually these guys, after they've been on tour or on their, I think, uh, uh, the extent of one tour or something for them was supposed to be like 26 missions or something. Mm -hmm. I, forget, I forget what it was, but after you've been on enough, you're like, Oh, 
the odds of me making it through a complete uh, tour is like next to none. You know, it's like it's the odds just goes. It's a coin flip. Yeah, or it's worse than a coin flip, dude. It's like. Well, I mean, it's it's yeah. it's like literally, it's not skill. Like, there's, it's not yeah, like yeah. you played it well. It's not like GG. It's 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 straight up. Did you get lucky? And yeah. That's, that's got to be just the worst. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you see a thousand artillery rounds exploding around <laughs> you and you're just like, hope one of those doesn't hit me. Should we do evasive maneuvers? Nope. Just keep flying straight in formation. And okay. there's no even evasive maneuvers you could even perform. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah, you're in the a The entire sky bus, is shrapnel. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and the, strat the best strategy for survival is just fly as close to the other guy as possible so that when the fighters come, we have a better chance of shooting them down. <laughs> Right. And that's it. And it was crazy as I just, yeah. re I just realized this, you know, cause the helmets that they have, uh, for, you know, infantry, it's not for stopping bullets, right? Like it, it can't, it's for right. shrapnel. But now I realize why they were wear them with the amount of shrapnel that is flying in the air. That's going to have to come down somewhere. And if you're anywhere in that area, like it's going to hit you in the head. Oh, you mean the infantry on the ground? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, poor civilians you know what I mean? down like, there. That, that just stuff like, doesn't just like keep going into space. Like it's coming back down. Yeah, probably. Yeah, the right piece of metal definitely kill you. Um. <laughs> Dude, war is literally hell. <laughs> it's so bad. Well, I mean, and then the, like the guys that are like getting frozen up there too, when their their uniforms get torn off from bullets getting. Yeah, when, he, when he says or... when he says I'm getting uh, frostbite, and he like literally is getting frost, like he's freezing to death. You're like, oh, he's just exaggerating. It's like, no, he's actually yeah, freezing. There are twenty five thousand feet in open window aircraft. Yeah, the wind chill negative forty, dear God, negative fifty, yeah, yeah. miserable. Uh, such a good show, probably the best. Highly recommend it. The best portrayal of that specific part of the war that i've seen so far uh really okay, incredible uh, there's no indication that the quality is going to diminish at all but i hope that they can you know follow through with what they're doing because it's it's got a great start yeah yeah oh, i did start uh watching slow horses by the way um oh, now that i got my so subscription far? yeah uh it's very fun very fun gary oldman's yeah. character is fantastic he's, he's fantastic he's very good <laughs> I mean, not that I wouldn't expect him to be fantastic, but it's a fun character for him because you normally yeah. see him in more. I mean, it is it's kind of the show wavers be between honest. serious and goofy to an extent. It's mm -hmm. very it is mostly serious, but with like a tone of goofiness to it. And yes. he does. He he rides that line very, very well. Um, and I love that his introductory shot scene for his character is him farting so loud that he wakes himself up. <laughs> He's sleeping on his couch with like a bottle of Jack Daniels on the floor and it's just like a loud ass fart. And he's like, oh, yeah. uh, 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 and, uh, and not to paint the picture that this is just a joke, you know, funny show. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's, it's, it's lighthearted, but it's not. Yeah. He's his characters. I, I love it, that character. Yeah, it's a fantastic character, and I'm just like, man, what can't you do, Gary Oldman? What can't you do? He's perfect. He's also in Star Citizen. Just, That's true. Just saying. If, he ever, if that ever comes out, he is in it. He'll be in it one day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and at which point he'll be a very old man, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you got go going on, Matt? What you playing tonight? I mean, I played a game called Poppy's Playtime. You ever hear about that? It's a horror game. 
They uh, they wrote me. Well, they you like these in. horror games. I have no interest in them, but you know, but it's cool. I tried it out because like the chapter three came out, and yeah. what I didn't realize is that the first chapter is free, and you play it, and it kind of introduces you to this world where you're in this toy factory, this toy land thing, and it's uh, been shut down for ten years, but you're back for reasons, and the uh, the toys are come are alive or something mm -hmm. uh, and they chase after you and so the first episode was fine the first chapter was good but they're like okay if you want to play the next chapter money mm. so it's like ten dollars for each chapter and i'm like just why don't just why couldn't i just buy the game why couldn't i just oh, give you I like see. twenty dollars yeah. and then because uh, so Cause far it's like not how a... much are they gonna nickel and dime me before i get to the end right yeah. Exactly. So I think there's five chapters. So my guess is it'll be, it'll be about $40 for the entire experience because the first chapter is free. Mm. But uh, it's kind of fun. The puzzles leave a bit to be desired, but it's got some scares. It does feel a little amateurish because of the, the weird puzzle design at times. And uh, the animation quality on some of the puppets, though, are incredible. Uh, they look very like eerily like fluid and good. I'm like, who did this? This is great. But yeah, it was, it was a fun little horror game. I I. I don't have a glowing recommendation, but really the easiest way if you would know if you would like it is to try the first the first mm. chapter because it is free. You know, we haven't been doing this podcast long enough, but I have a feeling because when January, February comes around, mm -hmm. I'm usually just playing whatever my main staple game is, you know, and yeah, yeah. if it's not that popular at the time, it just isn't that popular and I just play it, you know, but... Mm -hmm. It's fun to hear you having to go through the new game cycle in January, February, and you're like, yeah, I was playing a game called Poppy's Playtime. Poppy Playtime, woo! <laughs> and you, uh, yeah, it's a Toy Factory horror game, and I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, sounds cool, They're called Matt. indie games, Level Cap. Yeah. <laughs> they do exist. You just said it was 40 bucks. How indie is that, bro? That's okay. true. That's yeah. a good point. 40 but bucks no, it is, it for is Poppy's Playtime? Yeah. All right. I don't want to. I, 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 I have I no idea you. what it is. Maybe it's great. I don't know. I, I hear you. You can criticize. You can criticize. It's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> but other than that, I haven't really. Those are the those are the games I've been playing this this last week. I, I'm excited to try all these demos for the next fest. Yeah. Um. There's like hundreds of them, so it's hard to like whittle it down know to where to you want to play. Yeah. But yeah. free games. Get in there, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, should we wrap the pot up there? Sounds good. All right. What uh, amazing information do you have or advice do you have for our, our audience today? Prepare, oh, here's I should a say great... prepared advice. Do prepared you have advice. This is okay. Yeah, so yeah. if you experience nightmares mm -hmm. and you experience moments where you feel like you are gasping for air as you wake up, you might have sleep apnea. So consult your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually legit advice though uh if that's uh, true that's that very good advice does no it does impact a lot more people than i think they realize so if you're if your sleep hasn't been great and you do if you have nightmares it's your brain telling you that you're not breathing um so if you have a lot of nightmares regularly and it feels like you're gasping for air uh every so often when you wake up um, you may not actually be breathing in the middle of the night. So legitimately contact your doctor and, uh, not only will it help your sleep, but it will also save your life. Cause that does kill people. That is wild. Do you, are you got a CPAP machine yet, Matt? I do not know, but my, okay. uh, my family does. Um, yeah. so yeah, my dad's mm -hmm. got one and yep. 
it's very common. It's, it is it's, super. It's, it's getting. I people have just had this forever, and now they're like, "Oh yeah, we can stop it with this little machine." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you you sleep way better apparently. Yeah, I don't have it yet. Apparently, I'm not a heavy snorer, but um, sure, one day my dad's mm-hmm. got it. So you know, I've got those genes. Yep, I'll probably have to get one too at some point. Look like Darth Vader, you know. <laughs> It's louder yeah, than that. You know, you know what's sexy? You know what's sexy though? What? Good health. Right. Hot. That's that's right. There's there's some motivational speech for you at the end of the pod. There. You want to mm-hmm. be sexy? Get healthy. Get your CPAP yeah, machine. This is true. It's true. Indeed. Well, thank you everybody for dropping by for the pod. Um, if you guys want to support us more on Patreon, we appreciate it very much. We have monthly subscription there, which will get you access to watch us live. And uh, at the end of the podcast, we can do a little Q&A where Matt and I, you know, show nude photos of ourselves and just talk about what's going on and just trying to make it worth the money. Why are you going naughty with it? Why is it always got to be naughty level? Why can't you? Why can't it be? We share sells, Matt. Sex sells. Share our, you know, our feelings instead. True. You get the real take behind the scenes, the crazy stuff that Matt's been up to. He's a deviant. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you. Uh, so you can, so you can support us on Patreon, <laughs> subscribe, uh, since the podcast is now on my YouTube channel, in addition to Spotify and iTunes and all that fun stuff. Um, if you just want to subscribe to the playlist and not be bothered by all the stuff I'm up to, you can just go ahead and subscribe there as well. So thank you guys all so much for watching. Thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you next week. Peace out. <laughs>